Hi guys, hope you're doing well. Joby Bowie here. This is the Over It podcast. We are back for a brand new year and a brand new series. Um, we had a few little breaks uh, just before Christmas, so a lot of people have been asking us what's going on, where we're at, when we're coming back. Well, today we're coming back with one of my favourite guests and one of my mentors, Steve McNamara, who our first episode was an absolute hit. We had hundreds and hundreds of uh, views on it. So looking forward to delving in with Steve today. But for those of you who don't know Steve, he's the CEO of Intuitive Breakthroughs. Uh, he's through his journey of healing, he's found his sole purpose. He's helping people raise their consciousness. Uh, he's been featured in multiple media interviews and all around the world. And Steve is a very profound uh, healer. And um, you're definitely going to get a lot of value from what he's about to teach. So for those of you who don't know you, Steve, let's talk a little bit about your background, who you are, for some of the people might not have um, seen our first interview yet, which I'll put a link to this one as well but give us a little bit of background on yourself just before we delve into into what we're going to be talking about yeah cool well yeah you've covered it nicely an amazing amazing welcome again Joby I might just come on these all the time just to get an amazing um edification and welcome so <laughs> no it's, it's so cool to be invited back um I love the first one and yeah, a bit about myself like definitely found fell into healing and becoming a healer and that's been my sole purpose on this planet um, through my own stuff going on in life, um, background of alcohol, drugs, violence, um, work really, really hard, but not having many relationships and really closed off to the world. And like I say, I sort of fell into the, the healing element of my purpose, but really found my way through personal development, attending retreats, being coached, and then also finding a love for, for coaching and helping others. And um, the journey has taken me to many parts of the world, spent a lot of time in Bali, um, got some great friendships with people there, um, a healer there who I spent a lot of time with, a brother from another mother, another planet, planet another dimension, um, but um, also led to South America and we're going to touch a bit more on that um, with plant medicines and shamans um, and also um, just the other parts, spent a bit of time in New Zealand, um, my soulmate. Chaitanya is from New Zealand and got a little son. So all these things have sort of encompassed into um, what I do now and the people I'm here to serve. And yeah, I just like, I like, I love growth. I love growing, evolving and, and being able to bring any wisdom I can to the earth through my own evolution on this planet as well. So that's some sort of summary. <laughs> yeah it's good i think that'll be, be good i've literally i'm sitting right in my back window i've got the sun beaming down on my eyes with me one second i'm just going to move my move my curtains no worries mate. that's better sorry guys do apologize for that so so tell us a little bit about your your trips over to bali what was you doing doing over there and well, the first time I went to Bali, and this is, I'm glad you asked this. I wasn't prepared for the Bali thing, but this is good. This is so relevant. Um, yeah, well, being in Australia, I had this perception of the world of how it was overseas. So I actually never traveled overseas. So keep that in mind when you're listening to how this rolls out. Um, but I went over there for a retreat, a personal um, growth retreat. I didn't really know heaps about personal growth, but I was at a point in my life where something was missing. Um, worked a high intense long hour job in the mining um, industry in Australia, worked away a lot, was single, didn't want to talk to women at the time. That's how disconnected I was and how lost I was. And 
definitely wasn't free to speak like I do now. So, um, but I um, saw my coach who became a coach talk on stage with um, someone else who has actually become a good friend of mine at an event uh, um, in Queensland where I live now um, about five years ago, I think it was. I think, yeah, time is not real. Who cares? But, <laughs> um, and then I met him after that and um, a mate had already been to one of his retreats, a good mate of mine. He suggested I talk to him. He's like, dude, you've got a bit of stuff going on. You're not happy with a lot of things. I, I think this will really, really benefit you. And I already sort of sussed it out already, like Google what they did. They climb a volcano. They, they do all this hardcore stuff. It was, it was called beast mode and it was all about beast. There was, there was a lot of elements to it that served me. There was a lot that were, I found out down, down the track that weren't serving, but that led me to Bali for the first time. And I, I was super confident already in a program and, and, and already finding my way helping people. I loved it in there. I didn't realize that I actually was good at helping others. Even though in my job as a supervisor, I was there, I was pretty significance driven, but I was telling people what to do. But I actually, it was a big element where I was helping people. But in that, I was still like, oh my God, I'm going to a retreat. I had no idea what I was in for. And it was overseas in Bali. For me, being here in Australia, all I seen about Bali was the Bali bombings. Uh, it was all this bad negative stuff. The way fake news media is, that's little bit I know. But so I had this picture of how Bali would be without me going to work on my shit, without me going over there for healing, I, I was already really, really in massive fear and went over there and I was all carrying these shirts for merchandise because I, I was coming from a certain place in Australia. I promised I would and here I am reading on the form, you can't bring in merchandise and I'm like massive fear going into a place I'd never been before. I got to the airport and there's people holding machine guns and I'm like, what? What's going on here? In Bali, but, holding machine guns in Bali. That's what it was at the time because it was right, it was right. it was high intensity around the place. It's not like that now. And have I grown to love the place? Absolutely, um, and the people. But this first time I went to this retreat, and that was was in, it was really in my face. It really showed me a lot of stuff that I was never willing to look at. I wasn't aware that was holding me back. Um, a lot of stuff where I was coming from my ego or coming from a place of, well, I'm not good enough and. It really showed me a lot and gave me lots of tools, especially mindset at the time. Um, it was healing. Um, there was an amazing healer there. Joko is his name. If you're heading to Bali, guys, hit me up. I'd definitely put it. Uh, Joko Bali Transport is an amazing healer and transport is it's very handy there. But I met him there and, and we hit it off. But I went to a number of them retreats. I went back as a coach over time. They're all in Bali. I spent a lot of time in Bali with my then coach, um, who I learned a lot from. Um, both positive and negative, but I learned a lot. Um, you take everything as it is in life. Um, and also formed a friendship with one of my really, really good friends now, Regan Hillier, um, who is no longer with her, but that yeah. led me. To She's other an incredible woman, Regan, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But Bali itself and a lot of people, especially from down here, I, I don't know about from the UK. I have met a lot of people from the UK and that over there, but it's a place where people go where it's, it is a healing place. It is one of the hot spots on the planet. If you go into the, uh, the vortexes or the grid lines or the energy spots, however you want to frame it, it is for healing. It is a cleansing place. They are the keepers of the time, just like the Mayans were, the Balinese, a certain specific one. And there's lots of healing that can happen there with the right intent. And it's, it, it seems that by synchronicities and coincidences and all that, there are none, but it led me to, to, to interact with lots of healers there. 
not intentionally. I just put it out like a lot of healing around my body, um, a lot of release work around my body. Like one, one example of this, so random, um, my partner Chaitanya and I were staying in the north of Bali and we'd never been up to the north. Well, I hadn't. She was married to a Balinese, another story. That's for her podcast down the track or whatever. But I'd never been up there. It was a bit different. It was more laid back than the other parts like Kuda and all the places a lot of tourists and that go. And we're like, wouldn't it be good if we had like our own yoga or instructor or something like that? So we started making a few inquiries and we got one. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. We'll just get her for like one day a week just so we don't have to do our own practices and that. And she ended up being a um, very healing for me. She was an ex-Olympian um, for Indonesia. So her yoga was a bit more extreme than yoga and it was very, very powerful. But the thing that I was working on at the time was opening my hips as a man, opening the feminine energy and in the body, it was very painful. And she's like, oh, this is my specialty. So <laughs> amazing, amazing people. And we worked on that for, for a month or so, but around that, like I say, it's a magical place, magical people. And it's not just sights to see there. For me, it was really, really getting me in touch with my spiritual side, with spirit. And that's what really opened the door because that was not my thing. My background was not that. I was not open. When I went to Bali the first time, spiritual was religious to me. I really didn't have a grasp on it. Um, and spending a lot of time there, going back, spending months at a time there, really opened up to me to that side of things, which now is basically my world. <laughs> so totally open to any questions about Bali, man. I'm glad you brought it up. I love the place. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, so Bali sounds fantastic. Absolutely love love that. I think we need to go and have a retreat there sometime for sure. If you want deep, deep healing, you get yeah. the energetic support. There's a lot of dark energy there too. But it helps with the shadow work. Yeah, it helps so shadow work's really coming up for me lately as well. I'm getting a lot of a lot of science shadow, shadow, shadow. So I think that's my next. My all, next all I would suggest: don't get stuck there and don't call it in. You don't need to no, if something no. comes up. No, of course, exactly. Yes, you don't want to be yeah. going down deep into that, into that realm. But tell us a little bit more about what was your experience from Bali and what did you get? What did you, as a as a healer yourself, did you did you get something from yourself? And did you also um, like get something where you can go out and then teach people um, how to heal themselves as well, or different techniques? What was it that you specifically picked up from well, being out there? specifically and this was pretty profound for me and like i say i was a hard-ass background i was very significant driven and very closed off um you would probably call me a typical aussie male i don't know what you got you men are like in the uk but i think it's pretty common around the world i was very rigid very structured and not very willing to get very vulnerable the first thing when i started getting vulnerable over there i actually i remember it was the second retreat i was at um, i was already like learning just basically by just watching my friend Joko, how he maneuvered, he worked with energy and he was pretty well much. He had a mentor for a lot, but he was self-taught. And it was like, it was like, you could call a lot of the stuff he was doing Reiki, but it was more of a level. He'd get in and then he'd work with it physically. He'd get the person's body to move. And it was all intuitively. And I used to watch him, but I also could see how he could tune into people. I was actually starting to, at the second retreat we did, I, I started, I could feel people when they were in their heart or when they were sad. I'm like, whoa. I didn't want to share this with anyone. And I remember um, him standing next to me and he could feel it from me and he's a cheeky bastard, but 
<laughs> and Catella was a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Someone was talking up the front. We used to do a lot of empowerment stuff and really put people out of their comfort zone, really push people um, to the point where they had no choice but to blah. But it was from the heart. And I, I remember standing there this one time and um, I started to tear up. This guy was talking. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Why am I crying? But this really started me to open up as a, an empath, but feeling when someone was really in their heart and expressing from their heart. And this started like probably my journey of really, really tuning into my intuition and then acting on that when I could feel when someone was like in their heart or when I could feel when someone was like in their ego, just a common both sides of the coin. If you want to look at it, I could then intuitively go, okay, this is how I can encourage this person or help this person shift through that or, or really stop this pattern or whatever they're getting stuck in in their track. And that's one big thing I got specifically in Bali. It's not something I got from Bali. I think I needed to be there. I needed to be around the support of the people I was with to be able to encourage that, that gift, if you will call it to come up. But that's one thing as far as techniques and stuff, a lot of release work um, was, was a big thing. Like I say, again, from, from witnessing and watching someone like my friend Joko, we used to go to an amazing, um, set of waterfalls where one was for release and wow. he would do his magic thing. And, and then the other one was opened up to the receive both waterfalls, very magical, very, um, Sounds powerful. very, very, very powerful. It was one where at the time I was like, yeah, whatever the water changes color. If you're releasing a lot of stuff, literally and some people scream and whatever's released there knowing what i know now about entities and demons and all this sort of stuff i can now see what was actually going on there it was a very cleansing place and i just picked up on odds and ends from that and it sort of matched in with a lot of other things that i was learning from other mentors but bali itself i i would say that the biggest thing i got from there was about being present being present with nature there was lots of Amongst a lot of the chaos that you see when you first go there and all the markets and all that, there's pieces of jungle and places which are really, really, really spiritual and have you, have you go back to a deeper sense of connection with nature, Mother Earth and yourself. So that's, that's what I would have got from that. There was one other one thing I will mention. I did <laughs> pick up with some of the body work that I've done um this was later on i think this was the last time i went to bali so what i'm talking about there learning was a few years ago recently when we went back i think it was about 18 months ago 20 months ago i think we got back from there yeah time's not real but sometime around then i was actually um i hadn't been to the gym for a bit because my body was I'd, after i've been to peru the first time my body was releasing a lot of stuff with the work the shamans did and the medicine and i was really really releasing a lot of densities in my body so i hadn't trained in the gym i was doing a lot of breath work at the time and i'm like i want to train in the gym i don't know what drove me to do it i want to start getting in the gym and little did i know that the next week i trained a couple of times in the gym i was super sore my body didn't respond very well to the training and i'm like i'm gonna go get a massage okay cool now i'd set the intention while i was over there that there was some Someone I was going to meet that was going to help me start to shift whatever was in my body, however it's off. I didn't think it would be through someone giving me a massage. And it wasn't a happy ending for all you people out there. It wasn't that sort of massage. <laughs> <laughs> but I went to this place and I was looking through the booklet and I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds normal. That one's written for the Westerners. We call ourselves Westerners when we go to these places. Like I said, there was one there that was like, I'm like mm, this one seems really unique and different. 
and it was it was more expensive still cheap in bali amazing over there and get five massages for the price of one in australia it's just unbelievable but this one was like pretty expensive I'm like oh go ask them i'm like what's this one and they're like oh no we have to talk to this person i'm like i don't know it's okay i want that when what they and this person they had to get a special person in once a week that's all he'll come in he goes oh he'll come in on this time this day i'm like oh cool i feel special okay this must be really unique i'll get this and i had to suss out a couple of things i was like a little bit nervous what well, wonder what this is and come in on the day and then a lady just started massaging me and i'm like nothing really special about this this is cool I'm like, i was like getting curious and i was a little bit over it was a great massage i'm like nothing special about this <laughs> what is it and then next minute i hear this big clap of the hands <laughs> I'm so, going in deep. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? And then, then the lady's just going and goes, and whatever she said, she goes, just be at peace or something like that. I wanted me to relax. I'm like, I don't know. I can't relax. It was like, and it was, it was a high priest of the area um, that had come in. I couldn't see him, but she sort of mentioned just lay there and just relax and just, I think she was trying to communicate to me to surrender. And what proceeded next was pretty full on. Like, it was the massage was getting me prepared for him to manipulate my body the way he did. I didn't talk to him at all. I told her what I was feeling sore from training in the gym. And like, we sort of, they ask a lot about emotion over there, which is amazing. I really feel like, cause it's all emotion stored traumas and everything like that in the body. It's emotion. Even when we train the body and get sore, where's that training come from? Where is that? Is that from a place of lack or sadness or not good enough? So, I knew there was emotion in my body and stuck and he intuitively bent my body in ways, shook my body in ways. He whiplashed my legs, my arms, my neck, <laughs> and cracked it. I was at he one bits. stage, he had, it felt like, I don't know if this is real. It would have been amazing to, to get it recorded, but my legs felt like they were bent up here somewhere and he's like breathing and he cracked. I was spitting out my mouth. I was bawling my eyes out. It was <laughs> that was intense, dude. I but it was. <laughs> I'm thinking about. I've just got. I've just got this vision of you in this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty flexible, but this was extreme. Oh, no. I've got tingles thinking about it now because that in itself. I had to sit down after this. He thanked me. He goes, "I hope that." All he really said to me, "I hope that helped your problem." Like it was full on. He did whatever he knew. had to do and he he knew and he and and he, I could feel it and it was like the pain was different too. It was like <laughs> you know when you're in pain and dude, you've experienced a lot of pain and it's yeah. like this was there was something different about this pain. It was I, I don't know if it was because it felt like the pain was all moving from what he was doing, but some of the cracks and like one where he had my leg and he's like, relax, relax. Or what? I think that's what he was saying. And he's just shaking my leg, shaking my leg, shaking my leg, shaking, shaking, shaking. shaking. And he was shaking it so hard. It was just all floppy like spaghetti. <laughs> and it was, I was laying I there. Right. <laughs> I wish you got some camera. Oh, oh here's the thing. I thought about that. Next time I'm going, I'll get a camera, I'll go there. I probably wouldn't call in what I called in because I truly believe this... Well, it came in. I, I called this in because my body needed it. But that was that was such a unique experience. I 
bawled my eyes out afterwards, but it was a, it wasn't, it's a big thank release. God it's yeah, over it was, or that. It, it was just all this emotions, burst of emotion and all this. And I was telling Chia, Chia had a giggle herself. I, I, I know she laughed at me a bit when I was telling her and, and she's like, yeah, you needed it. You've been a bit of a dick lately or whatever she said. <laughs> so but uh, love that, that experience, like things like that. And it, it really opened my eyes up. There are, there are healers around the world that they have their way. They have their gift. They, they know this guy intuitively. I didn't fill out any forms. I didn't talk to him. I didn't, he just knew where to go in my body and what to do. And, that was massive for me. Like that was a big thing. I really feel from my part of that journey. That's why I went to Bali that time amongst all the other things amongst like we ran a couple of immersions there with people coming over to work with us, but it was, it was to have that release and that shift. And I didn't need to put words to what it was. I didn't care. I just felt lighter. So if you, if you want, if we're going to go to Bali, that's, that's what you're in for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm preparing myself now. Let me limbo up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds like an experience and a half. So there's been a, a lot of obviously other um, healing retreats and stuff you've been on. Where's the favorite place you've been to have healing and, and help yourself? I think all of them have their, all of them have their wins. Like Bali's been magical, but also Bali's been challenging because of lots of emotion coming up. Is the, the the specific vortex that is, that's what it does. And that can become a bit extreme. Like this last time we were there, we're like, that's it. We'll get, we're out of here. We're done. We've got what we need. We're out of here. We went left a month early, but I, I really liked Peru Sacred Valley the last time. That was amazing. That was really special. But even when we went to Tarapoto and in the jungle away from Tarapoto the first time a few years ago, that was unique and magical too because it was my first real time experience working with, with the shamans and the plant medicine. I, I don't know if I can put my finger on Costa Rica. Um, I went to Costa Rica, which was now 18 months ago. That was magical in its own right. That was, um, I've got a funny story about that one I can share after if you like to. It's, Super relevant. Yes, yes, definitely. Just share it for sure. If it's the one I'm thinking of, I think it could be funny. Yeah. I think I'll share it with you. Is it I the one with so. nudity involved? Uh, a little bit, yeah. We'll <laughs> <laughs> put it this way. There was a little bit more than a little bit of nudity. Now, I want to give some context to this. The first time I went <laughs> to Peru, <laughs> first time, one of my one of my big things and on my journey of healing, like I've had some body stuff come up. I haven't been too happy with my body and whatever that's come from. I'm not a lot of work around it, but I still had this, this like, well, I don't really like all a lot of Tantra stuff they get into where they all get in a circle and do cock worship and all that. I don't like that. It's not my thing. I'm like, eh, there's resistance there. Some people might say oh, I need some healing around. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that shit. And there's other elements, but in my mind, I'm like, well, there's something that needs to shift here. And the first time I went to Peru, didn't know half the people, knew some of them, my mentors were there. But first time I went there, there one Pablo Barrona strips down his shorts and just jumps in the water in the nude. I'm like, okay, that's all right for him. Next minute, I see my good friend Regan doing the same. I'm like, what? And I remember her telling me at the airport, she planted the seed. She goes, oh, there's a fair chance we're going to get nude and go for nude swims. And whether she was keying in on one of my, um, things I was uncomfortable with and yeah I was but we proceeded to get naked in the, the water not hanging around each other I'm like this is fucking weird I, ho I hope this doesn't keep going but it helped me break through something and that was a few years ago and I'm like 
I never have to do this shit again. I'm not going to put myself in a place. And then little did I know, go to Costa Rica 18 months later. And it helped a lot. Like I'm super comfortable within my body now and all that. I'll even go for a swim out in the yard, things I wouldn't do. So it helped me with that. But went to Costa Rica and it was a powerful, wild leadership event. It was called a powerful experience. If people want a combination of amazing leaders and speakers, but also amazing food and healing and everything that no plant medicines involved and there's still elevated states of consciousness and that wild leadership was huge for that but there was one day where we went down the beach and we were practicing um um uh modality called quantum flow method developed by Wampa, one of my um, mentors and we're practicing that on the beach just working through the chakras in a different way doing lots of breath work lots of body work um lots of different things working with organs it's very very powerful and we're proceeding to do it on the beach and everyone was into it, in with nature, the, with connecting to Mother Earth and everything. And next minute I see my mentor, Wampa, he's sneaky, he's a big kid. He had this bucket of clay. I'm like, doesn't look like the sand. Then another bucket got brought down and another bucket. I'm like, what's going on here? And he started mixing water with it. I'm like, what's going on here? He goes, oh, you can mix in that one. All right, mixing the clay, mixing the clay. Oh, this, what's, what's going on here? He's like, we're going to put it on our body. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I wasn't ready for this. Everyone was like, we've been doing like this quantum flow. And we were like, ants. Like, it lights you up. It really does. It has you in such a high vibration, the method. We were doing it for hours. That now we're doing this. And he's like, yeah, connect with the earth. This is special clay from the local. This is the shaman. This clay has been used for a long time in special ceremony and everything. Like that. I was like, oh, that's cool. We're going to put it in our body and we proceeded to mix it and everyone started coming over and then the girls started rubbing it on themselves and Wampa's putting over and now then he's stripped off and I'm like, oh, fuck off. Just <laughs> 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 started taking their clothes off and I'm oh, like, brilliant. oh, really? I and I'm like, <laughs> my head got... This, so much of this life we're caught up in our head. My head, didn't matter what I've been doing and how much work I've done, my head just started to come up with a story and this, and you don't have to do this, you're not involved in this, and oh, what are people going to think? It was like this explosion of all this stuff I had. And there was some. There was one big dude there, he's um, Travone, he's, he just won um, one of the major bodybuilding contests in the US. He's there standing next to me. He's ripping all the stuff. <laughs> I'm happy with myself. And I'm like, there. And I'm like, oh, no. Fuck it. If I'm going to get involved in this, I'm like, come here, dude. I got my hands and I just put them on his big chest, big handprints. And I'm like, that was uncomfortable. All right. I could do that to a dude. And we proceeded to get fully naked on the beach. Everyone was rubbing my on each other. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. It was, oh, yeah. but. We, we ended up going into, this is the powerful thing, we ended up going into a burying each other in the sand. So we actually went into a shamanic thing where we buried up to there. And like I had a, a woman, an amazing yeah, woman, wow. burying me. And I just had my nostrils. We had no straws, which was there. And we were right near the water. It was with everything coming up and all that, and we shifted a lot of the, there, every, a lot of people were uncomfortable. Some people didn't do it. There's 43 people, 35 women and seven blokes. So we're outnumbered. So <laughs> any fear of judgment of yeah. me, it was like, that was coming up. But the, the burying in the sand, that was something really, really special. It was, you could feel 
like you felt supported. I had fears coming up like, holy shit, I can't see shit. I don't, whatever trust was there, you had to trust. I was the last one buried. We swapped it in turns. I could see what was going to happen. But for a time there, it was so peaceful, but I felt the energy of Mother Earth, the pulsation, everything that was shifting. And it was like she was holding and cradling me just in this cocoon. You can hear the waves outside, just like, you're all right, Incredible. coming back to the earth. It was, it was extreme. It, it went further. I was there for about 40 minutes. And I'm like, something's not right here. <laughs> I forgot you. <laughs> I could feel the waves coming up around and coming into the sand. <laughs> uh... Am I meant to be here? And here's one of my things. I'm like... I don't want to end this. I'm going as <laughs> I'm going. I'm going I'm longer. Going okay. <laughs> I'm going. Oh, let's <laughs> And like, if I'm going to get naked and do shit that I didn't want to do, <laughs> the people, I'm going to be the one that stays in here the longest. <laughs> and then the waves are coming in, and I couldn't hear anyone. Oh and no! Like, oh, done panic stations. Everyone's and heaps of fear come up, dude. And it was so. It was so many layers to this whole thing we did on the wow. beach. It was. It was like over and over. This was amongst nine days of intentional healing. I don't know if this part was intentional, but it was messing with me. <laughs> and I ended up breaking out of it and looking around. There was no one there. Everyone left you. But they, because there was a mound on the beach, but everyone was going because it was starting to rain and all that. And, and the water coming in as know. well. Yeah, I don't know if it was intentional or what, <laughs> but it it was an experience. It was it was if you want to put it in the thing, it was very very confronting. It was probably the most vulnerable vulnerable I've been without like being up in front and like expressing in a big audience or doing something really really new in front of a lot of people. This was so different, and oh. You can probably feel from like I'm just. Oh, I can feel it. I, I can feel it. the energy of it. The the, the thought of being <laughs> buried under the sand and the sea coming in and no one there. Like your mind must have just been going. Doo, 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 what yeah. is going on? That's scary. It was, but it was it was another another key thing on like this whole journey of connecting more with the earth. I actually felt such. I felt like I was a part of the earth when I was buried in amongst the fears in amongst the, Oh my God, I just did this. Like I had shit coming up in my mind. She and I just had a little baby not long before they were in Australia. Like they were here by themselves. And here I am on the other side of the planet. And here I'm like, Oh my God, I was with 35 women naked on the beach. I was rubbing mud off. Like, what's she going to think? But it brought up so much for me. It was, that was amazing. I remember the, the following day we had our little sit down and, a lot of people, like I say, didn't do it. People did it in their shorts and people were walked off going, nah, this is not helpful and all that. And that's their own journey. There's no judgment. If they, I, I know when they were listening to some of us, what we got out of it the next day, um, I had to share because I was one of the support people there in that. I was one of their coaches at the time, even though this was for me, this event. And I'm like, I've got to share this because I know this is going to inspire a few others to speak up because they were sort of looking up to some of us people there and, um, I shared it and I, I looked at one part of my thing and I'm like, you bastard, you triggered the shit out of me yesterday. And he was like, yes! yes. I, I got the wild man from Australia. <laughs> it was, I got it was really, 
Because <laughs> I, I catch snakes and all that sort of shit. And here I am, I'm like, he's like... And then you are scared of him, scared of the sand. <laughs> scared of a bit of sand and a bit of nudity, a bit of mud. And But these are the things in life. I, I really believe that. It's these these things that catch us off guard that have us vulnerable in the in the moment, even at a retreat or an event. We're like, oh, we know we're in for something. But yeah. this really caught me off guard and really shifted me a lot. It really grounded me. Um yeah. It has made me have some really open conversations with Chi. I bet. I bet. How did she take that? Well, that night I, I video called her straight away. I was like, guess what I did today? How did... I was shaking. Don't worry. I was like, oh, oh, I don't know how she's going to take this. I don't know how she's going to take this. But I was like, I was like I've got to do this. I've got to tell her. Because got to tell her. You could, to be honest, right? I, yeah. And I, if I had a Nothing. hell on to it, it probably would have been worse. So good. Yeah. So funny. But, <laughs> so I don't know. That 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 in itself, that was yeah, massive. But all back to your question, like they all got their own magic, all these places and 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 sometimes it's not even what you do, it's like how you be in that and what you learn about yourself and, and the experience you get. You're always gonna I always feel you're gonna meet people, you're going to see the place how you see it. Um I know going back to several places over and over, it's like a new place every time. Like I mentioned Bali, I've been there many times and every time I go there, it's just new, it's different. It's, and I, I really believe that with all the places I've gone. But yeah, going by the, I'm glad I've shared these couple of stories. They're very, very significant. Yeah, um, it's in good. My journey. Yeah, I hope yeah. people get something from that as well as about sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're put into vulnerable situations, how you deal with it is how you, how you react and um you know things come up in our life that as you yeah. say could some sort of just instantly all of a sudden oh i'm vulnerable i'm in a situation how do we react yeah. to that? how do we deal with that and um, even though it's a really funny story but there's something profound in there to see how yeah. you dealt with it and your mindset and uh, your feelings and your emotions to that to that situation so i hope people get the get the meaning of that so i've certainly it's so many times and, and you would know joby in life like i say the, the the things that just come up out of nowhere like you've been through some really challenging times that you weren't planning for them and no, no. they come definitely, up and you are left. Not. <laughs> yeah but you're left like yeah. you're like literally and and so many of us i'd say everyone gets something in life that has them go what the hell do i what do yeah. i do i don't know and it's how yeah. i like saying how you respond Versus how you react, because I believe you react from yeah, your like subconscious or your patterns or your programs versus how you respond. Yeah, it's yeah. like then you're then you can navigate through it. You can be present in the moment. Shit still comes up, and if we get emotional, that's meant to happen. And and everything's here to teach us, no matter how dramatic or how hard or how challenging. And like you say, how you respond, and you can say how you bounce back or how how you are. How, it's how you be in that. It's how you be in. Yeah, I think it's it's so important. Like I say, I can tell a million funny stories. It's actually a way that I do coach and do a lot of my courses. And I, I encourage everyone listening or watching just to just to tune in and maybe listen or watch with different eyes and actually look for the, the bits and pieces that are in there. So yeah. much, so much learning that come through. Absolutely. And you know what, as well, even yourself, putting laughter into things as well is such a good healer. It really yeah. is. It, it lifts your mood, lifts your vibe. 
Inspiration. He's a fantastic healer. So I got a lot from that story. <laughs> that was really good. But um, tell us a little bit more about working with the shamans. How did that come around? What did you get from it? Um, so I know a lot of people who will be watching this now are, who I'm connected with as well are on a little bit of a shamanic path as well and might enlighten people to um, start their journey with, with this sort of work as well. Yeah, cool. Well, first to give some uh, a bit of my belief of a shaman, maybe what a shaman is. I believe there's shamans, healers in all cultures, all societies. Um, and it feels like I've known that for a long time. It's like a remembering um, even myself and yourself, like I believe we're shamans, we're, we're our own shaman, our own healer. And when I used to look at things like that, I used to look at like South America and all that before I went over there and they talked of shamans a lot. Other places would talk of like witch doctors or all this, all tribes have them. There's a certain person in there who is the magic woman or the magic man or the magic elder. But my first experience with them, like where I actually went to physically was in Peru. Um, Bali, you could say that, but I hadn't formed a belief that they were shamans. It was yeah, like yeah, it makes high sense. Priest and that. Yes. Now, yeah. But went to Peru and there was these lovely little grandmothers. Like, I'm short. I'm five foot seven. I can proudly admit that now. I've done the healing work around being short and have nothing wrong with nothing wrong with being short. I'm five, six and three quarters. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We've got it sorted. <laughs> well, I'm taller than you. The three quarters matters to me, I tell you. <laughs> we measure it in centimetres here, so I'm not 171, I'm 172. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I went over there and there's these lovely little grandmothers. Now, I did have this formed idea, shamans like this, like witch doctor. That was at the time. I'd, I'd read a couple of books and that, but these lovely, sweet little grandmothers. And they were probably hundreds of years old. I don't know. They were from the Amazon. Amazon, but they used to travel to do certain retreats and they were from a special tribe that's here to bring the plants that are ayahuasca that combine for ayahuasca um, to humanity in a certain way. They were like the, so love the gatekeepers so of it, if you will. Wow. Yeah. So it, the knowledge keepers, or how it was, to keep the wisdom there, even though it has been distorted and polluted a yes. lot by certain shamans, but that's, that's their role and they pass it on to their daughters and, and all that. And um, see, just seeing these grandmothers, I was nervous anyway. I was like over there. I'm like, what, what have I got myself into here? Oh my goodness. It was very, very remote and very, it was like I was camping. We were in huts and lots of mosquitoes and bugs and all that, but it was a magical space where we held the ceremonies and just being immersed in that first time and feeling their, their heart and feeling their power and me being very visual, like with medicine and away from medicine. I really know that now I can, literally see what sort of without understanding that they were very active and very present in like helping me with whatever it was. Like I wasn't aware of it at the time. And there was another shaman there. I think she was the niece of one of the others, but she did all the music and all the chanting and was like the ceremony master. She's amazing. Amazing. I'm still in contact with her and um, the way they combine to, to serve both in, physical 3d presence like as humans and they were cheeky and there were all these things that i didn't think and just magical from the heart and how they spoke about ayahuasca and how it was 
the, the plants were, were all love. Everything that comes through that's all love, no matter what darkness or anything comes up, no matter what, it's all love. And they, they have a joke about it. So many people think, oh, it's these dark experiences. And they, they blame ayahuasca. And it's like, she just loves you so, so much. All you have to do is receive the love. And that was really profound. And it really gave me a respect for, for them. And they didn't have to say much. That's what I loved about it. Like, they don't that's say it, they show, they show you. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. magical. And that first time over there, I've got, I've got goosebumps thinking about it. Well, you just yeah. said about the plant, how it loves you. And like, I've literally just got goosebumps. Yeah. And, and shit, really I've had some traumatic experiences on ayahuasca, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've had some stuff come up where it's like, how could you love me? <laughs> <laughs> I've had the flower of the plant. I've felt uh, like the plant and the flower just, whoa. And it, it is, it's this deep sense of, and with them and how they're able to, to work. And I, I think it's their presence. And that's the specific shaman over there. Like I say, I really believe that like all cultures have got their own. And I really feel that us now with our healing journeys, we've been, we're being shown our inner shaman to be able to help others. But, in Peru, these amazing grandmas and the people around them that help. I've I've also made friends with another couple of shamans, a couple of guys, which is awesome. And one from Chile, Andreas, he travels the world serving others. Uh, amazing shaman chants. We did a um, sweat box in the last event in Peru where he ran that. That was whoa. Right, not intense. on plant medicine. No, that definitely was its not. own medicine. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but they. Yeah, I think for anyone listening out there, I really, I really feel if you be present, if you're intrigued, because it is becoming more accepted or well known, and people are looking for ways they're they're, they're catching on that healing is the way for humanity, as and and to, that's how we raise the consciousness. And I, for people out there who are like, oh, I want to go do ayahuasca, or I want to. And you know I'm big on this. I don't want people to just go do. No, it's it's not it's not a thing. This is a sacred, sacred plant that's been used for thousands of years, and it has to be treated right. If you don't, it will it will destroy you. It's like anything, and I I don't know if I mentioned this last time. They were telling us that the most recent one. I didn't know this. Firstly, I didn't know there was two plants in ayahuasca. I cannot the name of the other one has slipped me, but that's actually the main one. Two plants, but they were brought here by beings and planted here for this time now right. for humanity. That's what wow. they were, the shamans were telling oh, us really? last time. Wow. Okay. But they've had to come to learn that over a couple of thousand years because they've been using it in their tribes. Yeah. Just, they've been using it like as toothpaste. Like they if, if, it, it feels like, as you've just said, it's being planted here for this time. It feels like it's now coming into fruition. It's now blooming and it's now... Yeah. Now we're now coming to a new stage of where the raising of the vibration and the consciousness is lifting up and people are yeah. now becoming, we're going to have so many people waking in this year and coming into their power. And we're really going to change. The, the earth's going to change. The earth is purging at the moment. Oh, it is. Yeah. Purging. It's massively. Like massively purging. What's going on over in Australia, which we'll touch on in a bit, which I'd love to get your totally. view on as well. Yep. Uh, but it yep. just feels like everything is just happening in perfect timing. And this is, everyone's the, yep. the shamans are now coming to light with sharing this to the western world a little bit with people going over there having retreats and it's yeah. really just the knowledge is starting to flow a little bit more now so 
It was, and on that too, they they shared this time the first time though they're they're the, they're the keepers of it. They're, it's mm. sacred to them. It's the medicine yeah. of the plant. But on their own journey, and this was so powerful, on their own journey, they've come to say that they didn't want to share it with the Western world. They didn't want to travel. They're like, no, it's got to stay here in Peru. In which well, makes in, sense. But they've been shown over the last couple of years that they've had to go out now and they've got to right, share it. Okay. Even though they're getting <clears throat> a lot of the grandmas and the shamans are getting a lot older and they're like mm. well, their own growth journey. Like, okay, if that's what it's for. So they've just come in the last few years. They told us that they're now out starting to travel around. And that's, that was profound for me to hear that from wow. these people who have been sacred to their area and to yeah, where it was in and all that. They've been shown something there in, like I say they look like they're hundreds of years old. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They don't. Their energy's not. Their energy's yeah. like no, of like course. Sun River, yeah. like a little fifteen or sixteen month year old. Like brings it. Yeah. For me, it just it literally brought out this big kid in me. I was literally yeah. like, like I just couldn't stop laughing. I'm one of the best experiences of my whole life. And since that time, I've just. Literally, I've just become this big. Even it didn't take a lot to me to be a big kid, anyway. But yeah. <laughs> true, honestly, you it doesn't. My joke, so that <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad someone does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just it just brought this real fun joy and and just it's such a good spirit out of me. Like you know, over the last few years, everything's been about business 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 and not, not taking myself too seriously and then it's just totally life-changing and i totally respect what what it, what it does as well so it's uh totally it's amazing i think that's the key with it um, we, you can talk about it and i go back to anyone listening out there who wants to get into it or who has experienced it a little bit and still sort of working out like what's it all about it's you got to have that respect for, for the people who are bringing this yeah. wisdom or helping us activate the own wisdom, our own wisdom coming through. It is about the inner child being healed. It is about bringing that out. It is about more joy, more abundance, more bliss. But it's, it's also serious in a, in a sense that, hey, we've got a role, we've got a purpose, we've got a mission. If you are called to go work in this space, then that's your purpose calling. This is actually something that humanity needs us to be serious about right now and act on it there is more joy abundance bliss fun and that gets to be had along the way and their higher frequency but really commit to something and have a respect for for if you're going and working with plant medicines or working with shamans or anything like that because it, it is up to us right now like where the where our role on this planet right now is to help humanity because there is a big purge going on because the the planet went to 5d i think in 2012 we're catching up as humans. Some of us aren't going to catch up. Some of us don't like it. Some of us are going into our stuff more. Some of us are resisting it. But the ones that are called to their purpose, no matter what path we take, whoever's teaching us, guiding us, leading us to do that, we've got to have a massive respect yeah. for them because they've actually weathered a lot of the shit. <laughs> <laughs> the last generations, the wars, everything up until now. And we've, yeah, we're, it's up to us to be respectful of that, but to also honor it. Like we say, our, our tagline, honor your calling. Yeah, I love that. It's really good. Mm. It's very good. So tell us a little bit more about, <clears throat> have you got any uh, good stories from the jungle working with the shamans? What did you get from them that you could like share with people to, to heal, help heal them on, on your journey with the work you do with intuitive breakthroughs? 
what I could do, just just tuning in. One thing that's that's come on for me, and this might be a really good gift for your guys and something very, very unique and different. Um, I, I channel a lot of light language or coded medicine or um, that, and that's something that got, you could say, activated when I was first in Peru, when I first was conscious to it. And it's like a medicine of sound and frequency that can change the geometry, say, in a person's body or a person's field. Now, how do I break this down? That's something I can share a little gift with the guys who are on this. I can actually channel a transmission. I definitely have to do a little bit of an intention in there. Hey, perfect. That's something perfect. without saying something that's being passed on to me because I believe the biggest thing that's been passed on me from all the shamans and everything is, and, it, and it's around the world, in Bali, healers and everything. It's always about being in your heart. It's always about anything is in your heart like connect with that what's right here and right now and everything comes from that because they they the ones in peru they deal with a lot of people going over there with events and all of them they say they all come here caught in the head caught up here this and that, <laughs> da, 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 the money my girlfriend my husband how they explain it's so funny they explain <laughs> the chaos of our life and they're like yeah. this is about right coming to back to here yeah it's coming back to here and it, it mightn't sound like really profound or exciting for people out there listening just now. But when you feel it and you're in that presence or in that space, and like you say, you would know doing the shamanic work, you can feel if there's a shaman in the space, you can feel them working like that. It's all back in here. Without a doubt. Love that. Yeah. I, I will at the end of this, what I'll do, um, I'll channel through something specific. I've requested now what it is and might be something very, very unique in you. Have you, have you been on one of my healings before or I've channeled something? Uh, I've done it. Well, obviously we've done a few lives and stuff where you've done a something, but it'd be interesting to see what yeah. comes up for sure. Cool. 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 Sure. I just, I'll, um, I'll yeah, set an intention for that. Yeah, definitely. Got to have an intention. But yeah, that's something definitely. that's come online for me since working with the medicines and the shamans. And that is being able to channel through this, like I say, it's a, a coded, medicine it's like light language is commonly referred of sound and frequency that can be healing for whatever the intent for the other person for the people can be a blessing or anything like that so something unique why not yeah, perfect let's do that at the end so guys if you're watching yep. this stay stay with us till the end and you get to see see this amazing thing so it's something you touched on a minute ago which is so i really want to delve into is coding ah <laughs> yep cool i think this could be really good for for people to understand how they can sort of delve into um, the healing process and, and just get something from this as well. So I think coding might be, and I know you're an expert in this field. Um, so tell us a little bit about the coding and what it is and how it can help people. Well, if people are new to this and they hear the language out there, there's a lot of language when we're talking about um humans like we're human behavior or when we're shifting or we're doing the work we're doing the inner work or we're healing and and certain things and we talk about programs and programming and conditioning and all this i like putting it in when we're talking about certain coding we've got certain codes i remember doing a live on this not long ago where i really dived into this i actually think that's when i just got back from peru so i literally got shown so much of this <laughs> downloads it was, really, really, yeah. it was and it, it got shown to me, but i like to look at this as if you've got we as humans we 
we are programmed a certain way. However, that programming is, whether it's come through our DNA, be it our two strands they tell us we've got and the rest are junk. Bleh. No, we have 12 and there's probably more, but we have 12, but there's certain coding in them that we already have in our, in our makeup. But we also get conditioned and programmed with certain coding. Like an example of certain coding could be, um, well, let's, let's, let's get one that plays out in society now. I have to work really, really hard to get money so I can provide. That's a code. That's a code that's implanted in certain people. Um, it's a belief system. You can look at it as belief systems, but we can get to shift this coding. We can rewire this coding. Other ones that are coding that's, say, passed down, hereditary, anything like that, is a scarcity. A scarcity, like you go back, especially all around the world, slavery, slave codes. We have coding in us like that. I like to look at it as if we're a computer. We've got an old computer. The first MacBook that came out, I think it was a big square thing, had certain coding at the time for society at that time. That MacBook was brand new. The coding in that was awesome. It was amazing. It, it served that purpose. But some of it was never going to work 10 years from now as society grew and evolved. As a person then, you'd go to put in whatever you did back then when they had the MacBook. Oh, you, a CD. They weren't around then. You go to put a CD in, like, where do I put this? You can't accept the new coding. You go on over time, like you've got a computer these days, like they, they're so fast, they're upgrading so fast to certain things. You go to put in and upload a program. Sometimes it can take a lot of time because there's old coding in the computer, the way it's coded, that it can't take it. Humans are no different as we grow and evolve. If we have certain coding, say a slave code, which one of the elements could be scarcity, scarcity mindset, grown up where there wasn't much in the house, where the father was always away, or working all the time and had to work hard for money, bring it home and things weren't working. That coding is in us. But when we're growing and evolving in life and we want more, we're understanding that we create our reality, this coding's got to go. We might hang around the five most um, successful people we know. There's a saying, like if you're hanging around five people, you are the sum of five people. But if you've got coding that's there, that's slave coding, you can hang around five people all you want and you wonder why you're not getting rich. Because there's coding that's got to go through the work, through release work, through shifting your belief systems, through healing too. Family healing is a big one when it comes to coding. Um, so to upload new coding, which you do around people all the time, some of the old coding's got to go. This is, hell, this is 3D talk about it. I know you sent me some stuff recently which dives deeper into it, yeah. um, which is really, really cool. Did you but have listened is, to it? I haven't had a chance to listen no, to all of them, man. I no, started some, listening to them. I've got to be, I've got to be preaching <laughs> <laughs> But I, explaining it this way, I really feel it helps people get curious about it because you can go into, there's a lot of stuff that goes when we're talking about DNA and all these sorts of things that loses me now still. It loses me and I always come back to, all right, what's the simplest way that I can understand this? And understanding it like a computer, like an iPhone. I don't know if you've got an iPhone. I just got iPhone 10 about two months ago or yeah. whatever. There's bloody iPhone 11 Pro out two months later. Like they're constantly <laughs> upgrading, growing and evolving. Humans are the same. If the iPhone can come out that quick, how fast rapidly are we going? But if we've got coding that's blocking new coding, like you can go to a seminar to learn something. But if you haven't got the space, We've got old coding and it doesn't integrate with the, the new coding. You're not going to upload the new coding. 
there's going to be resistance there if you're not willing to do that. Yeah, that makes sense. I think sense. that's the simplest way, yeah, that I can explain that. It is one of my mentors breaks it down. I think she's broken it down into, oh, my God, so many codes and different like that. And it's some of it, some of it resonates. Like I mentioned one, slave coding. People look at it. In Australia, it's massive. Like we're a colony of convicts, apparently. <laughs> I think all, think all the, the, rich, the, the rich people from UK went to New Zealand. I don't know. But there's coding that comes with that, with, with that that's in our genes that doesn't serve us how we are in the world or how we want to be in the world or how we want to show up in the world right now. And a lot of that's coming. You talk about the, the purge of Mother Earth right now. This purge is coming out of us now. This purge is coming out of our bodies. The coding is a way to break it down, to look at it in a 3D way, you could say. It's a way to look at it in a, a way where you can go, okay, this is coming up. I'm like, I'm feeling like I'm not enough because I can't provide for my family. I'm like, well, who made the rule? What's that coding that says you have to provide that way? It says you have to do that or you have to work away. Or you have to work. There's the evidence of the coding. Okay, I get to work on shifting that now. I get to say, okay, that doesn't serve me. How, how do I want to show up as a provider or do I want to show up that way as a father? I spoke about this today with Chi on the live feed. Like who sets the rules for this? It's our coding. That's what it is. It's like, and our parents just, just confirm the coding or the big people in our life, schools, confirm the, the coding that's not really going to serve us in humanity going forward. That's a quick summary of that, dude. Yeah. Throw me some questions around this, man. Yeah, absolutely. So how can people delve into into this? If they've got certain patterns, certain uh, programming, certain coding, how can they break this? How, what's, what would they need to cool. do to, what, to, to bring it through is, to the next, next level? They can contact me. No. <laughs> yeah, of course they can. Of course, that's why we're doing this. That's why we're doing the first thing. The first thing is really if, and you really need an awareness. I break this down into really, really simple stuff. You need an awareness that something's not how you want it to be, or you're not happy with something. Something doesn't feel right. You might be down certain areas in your life. You might have a shit relationship. You might be keeping yourself in a, a job you don't like, or things might keep showing up that you don't want. The challenge is like, you've got an awareness that that's not what you want. It's not how you want it to be. Okay. There's something there there's some coding or there's some limiting beliefs or there's some trauma or there's some something there that's blocking you or it's keeping you in that behavior pattern it's like okay well well okay i'm in a relationship that doesn't feel good i don't like it it's an abusive relationship maybe very very common people do this human needs replay but there's certain things like okay i'm aware of that all right cool well if i want a relationship that's really what I want, like meaningful, loving, connected, open, all that. Okay, well, that's got to go. Oh, wow, that brings up, oh, where did that come from? Why have I attracted in that relationship? Like, well, you can look at your family, like how was my mom and my dad or my grandma and all that. You can look at that. But for simple out there, guys, get an awareness of what you don't like. We can focus on it. Everyone knows what they don't want in their life. It's really easy for people that because that's where most of our focus is, what's not right. Society conditioned us to focus on what's not working, what's not right. Then they implant solutions, their solutions in front of us, like on buses, on signs, on TV. But you have your own awareness. Okay, I'm not happy with that. Cool. Something's got to give there. I've got to do healing around it. I've got to do there. But you've got to get an understanding. Why, why don't you like it? Why isn't it serving? You can put this in steps if you want. Awareness is the first step. 
um, get an understanding of it. Why? What's going on here? What is the pattern? A pattern, something that keeps happening over and over again that you don't like, that, that doesn't give you the result you want. It, some of them serve us up to a certain point, but if you're not happy now and you look around, you've got awareness, that's not what I want. That's no good. I'm not making money in this job or I'm not making money in life. Common one for people. Money's energy, but just look at it. Okay, something's got to shift. You want to make more money. You want something different. You've got to do something different. You've got to, more importantly, be someone different. Because that version of yourself, that's yep. what you're tolerating. Yeah, makes sense. The, the next the next step in this little, you can call it a strategy or an inner mind strategy, is disassociation. So you've got to get an understanding. The awareness is there. Understand how is it limiting Maybe where this has come from or how can you be differently? Or if I did something different, I understand that this is going to shift it. Disassociation is you literally got to move away from that. You've got to be or do something different. An example, an example of this. Okay, cool. I'm overweight. Okay, I've got an awareness I'm overweight. I'm not happy with myself. Well, okay, how, how have I got to this? The understanding is, well, I do eat a bit of shit. I do sit around a fair bit. The opportunity comes, my friend buzzes me or texts me to go to the gym. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like it. I'm a bit lazy. I've got an understanding of maybe why I'm overweight. Cool. The disassociation comes from, okay, cool. I get to catch that pattern when it comes up. Oh, I got a text from my friend. Do you want to come for a walk? Oh, first thing that comes up is my behavior. Unconscious. I'm unconscious to it, but I'm going to catch this and be conscious to, oh, no, nah, no, nah, there's a good TV show on. You catch that. No, disassociate, I'm going to move away from that. This is one step where I break that pattern. Okay, I'm going to go for a walk. Some people mightn't understand the significance of breaking the pattern at the first time, but it is huge for people. It's massive. Absolutely. You do it once, yeah, and it'll probably bring up more stuff, and most people will just go back into their behaviours and let their behaviours rule their that and let it go unconsciously. But if you can catch that, the person who wants to lose weight, they've had the awareness, not happy, da 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 da. Okay, I've got an understanding. These are certain times and things and food. Cool. Catch it that person, go for a walk, come back, probably stuffed, but their mind's going into a bit of like that was not normal. What's it different? They're, they're soul. I'm, unco- I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Their soul, which is what's guiding them, deep down might start to make a bit of a like, ah, oh, yes, about time. Like that. Their body might feel like it at the start but there's something in their body is like thank you because it's self-love at play you're, you're shifting it the next most important part about we'll call it a four-step strategy is the reprogramming or the reconditioning or what i like to take it to another level as the embodiment of a new pattern but that comes with consistently catching this pattern consistently tuning in ah oh, all right cool i've been for a walk five days this week i'm feeling a bit better, a bit tired, a bit sore. Oh, wow. My mum brought around that big cake and it's in the fridge. Oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, wait, there's an opportunity. Do I really want to eat the whole cake or I just want a little bit to be grateful for my mum? It doesn't mean going cold turkey, anyone listening out there. When it comes to weight, it's like, no, I can have a little bit, enjoy the taste, enjoy my mum making me the cake, but I'm not going to eat the whole freaking thing like I normally would. And you do these little things over time to recondition the new pattern, the new program that's serving, over time, you start to behave a bit differently. You smash that pattern and you start to form new serving habits. That's 
for anyone out there, it's a simple thing I got taught so early in my journey. I can break it down backwards, front, I can break it down into programming, thoughts, feelings, actions, results, and reverse it, and all these things that I, I have fun with. But guys, it can be as simple as have an awareness. Awareness is conditioned into us in society, but they don't give us the next step. They don't give us the next one. They don't. They just want you to have awareness, awareness, awareness. Love that. Very, very might powerful. Just have to, might just have to pause me for a sec there. Mate, I've just got something coming up on my screen. Okay. I really feel that a lot of people get caught up on their healing journey of a fix. I've got a fix. I've caught the pattern once. I've seen it for what it is. I've had an awareness and it shifted. But sometimes there's other elements of that that can play out and you mightn't be able to say, well, that's the same pattern or the same a limiting belief system or anything like that. So you've got to reprogram it. You've got to continue to catch it over and over and continue to implement things that are serving for what you want or how you want to be over time consistent daily action you could call it over time is going to that's going to have you embody it which means it's your new way of being and then that becomes your behavior it's super super powerful um like i say that's a good foundation piece for a lot of stuff that i do when i'm doing mindset with people does that work with like uh obviously like relationships is it the same sort of system for different you can look at anything man yeah anything yeah you can you can look at it it's like well what's another example so the same the same four step for sorry the same four step process for everything yeah okay yeah like i say you can look at like just basically look at your life like okay you can even set a goal of like oh i want this in 12 months or What's limiting me from coming back there? You've got to have an awareness of the things that have been stopping you. Or why haven't you got that goal? Here's how you're going to get it. But certain things, certain coding belief systems have got to go too. It's not just about the action steps, even though that's a really big, important piece of it. Yeah, lovely. Very good. Hope you guys got some value from that little bit as well. So um, really, really important for... Um, for yourself and um, especially for the healers out there as well, you might be able to take that into your work and, um, and implement that as well. But um, let's talk about something that's just come up for me is um, while we're sitting here, let's talk about the heart. We, we briefly touched on it a minute ago and how, why it's important for people to really open up their hearts and um, feel obviously gratitude. I know you're really good at explaining this sort of stuff. And um, yeah, the question I sort of had is like, what's the importance of when we're doing our, our inner work, our, our self work, our self care, why is it, what's the importance of, of the heart? Maybe we can just touch on this just a little bit more. Cause it's just something that, that come up. Come yeah, up. totally. It's, it's super important. It's so interesting that we're talking about this now. I actually, in one of our masterminds, don't even like calling it mastermind because we're more than that heart. But the other night we actually did some heart activations and work around coming back to the heart. And we spoke a lot about like being here now and leading from the heart and what that means. And the heart in itself, science is now catching up or whatever with the, uh, with the healing realm or whatever you want to call it, the esoteric realm or what we've known for thousands of years is the heart is at least 5,000 times more powerful than the brain. Our society and the way we've done things has been so very mind, mind, mindset. It's important. It's one key, but if the heart is 5,000 times more powerful, why, why aren't we working with that more? Why aren't we focusing on that more? 
Um, and it'll prove and science, science will catch up even more and it'll go from what our intuition, our soul already knows that our heart is so, so powerful. And when it comes to working from the heart, it's, it's like a, it's like our natural way of bringing ourselves to a connection again with, with us. And it's not, we can go deeper if we're like, not us, meaning I, the ego, meaning our soul meaning the aspect of our soul or whatever that's here experiencing this right now. It's like the gateway to that. And if we, I truly believe we have a soul contract on this planet and when the more we can come back and tune into what that is and tick off in boxes of all the things that we've got to get done on that soul contract, it, it's through the gateway of the heart. It's being vulnerable it's being open to have whatever comes into that. And if we really, really, really connect to the power of that like other things they become insignificant a big thing we link it in again to what's happening with the earth right now mother earth i believe it's teaching a lot of people to come from into their heart look at some of the human things people are doing the superhuman things the compassion the outpouring of compassion of people i believe this is all part of the grand plan some people have had a go at me for saying it like, oh, that's a bit hard. People have died. Yeah. People have yes, I have compassion for all of that. I do. Yeah. The animals that are shifted oh. over. And we can get to the fire soon, yes. but this is all part of us coming back to the yeah. heart. Yeah. It, it is so there. Like humans, we're amazing, amazing beings. We are. We are. Even if there's people out there doing shit right now, they're probably coming from good intentions for what they've got going on, maybe to serve their family or provide or whatever. Some of people out there might you go into the stuff that's going on with deep state or whatever you want to call it out there. There's people out there that might be looking as bad players or whatever, but they've probably, they've probably got a harder goal. They've just got themselves into something that they've got to get out of. The only way they can do it is to do bad shit. that's seen that way from others, but they're doing something for someone with good intentions. There's so many different things breaking down when it comes back to humanity coming back to the heart right now. There's so much messiness, confusion, but I, I, I look at it. I use the example of the fires as a, a reflection now. So much loss, so much grief. Yes, yeah. but I was talking to a mate the other day. He blew my mind. I, I never would have thought it. He's like, oh, sorry, I haven't called you back. I've been delivering water to the bushfires. Wow. He lives in the suburbs of Melbourne where there's no trees. Right. I'm like, where are you going, dude? But he just had this overpouring of emotion. He's like, I just felt, I just felt called to go get me work trailer and go and drive and go give this. That's showing what's going on. Uh, from yeah. It's bringing, I know it's such a tragedy what's, what's happened, but it is bringing a lot of people together. There's people are working together. There's yeah, it's, it's terrible. What's happened. What's your actual view on, on it? Obviously <laughs> the media, okay. the media here is, is, it's really like it's the like the whole of Australia is on fire. But obviously, speaking to you briefly, and I know you can probably put this to bed a little bit. But obviously, there's only certain parts of it happening, and obviously, it's, it's a tragedy. And I don't take anything away from that. But the media are really portraying it as a lot more than what it seems to be. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Well, the media. I'll do my best not to go on a tangent yeah, about the media, but they do. They, it is tragic and it has covered a lot of ground. Australia yes. is a big place of and course, the certain areas that have burnt have burned in certain directions 
to, to get it clear to your people listening at that, I believe a lot of it has been on purpose just so I can give right. some context for where okay. I'm giving my opinion. Yeah. Um, whatever you guys believe and all that sort of stuff, there's a lot of spraying that goes on in the sky over here. Like you can call them chemtrails, but it's a lot more than that. There's a lot yeah. of controlled stuff that's been going on for a few years about that. Uh, the weather's been really weird over here. All these things and the fires have been huge. Like they've been massive. They've yeah. taken out a lot of areas. I mean, how many, um, how many animals? 500 million animals well, or something. It's, they say a billion oh, so now. Sad. I've even got... Really? I've wow. Even, so I'm sad. Feeling, so sad. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling, if you want to talk about the media, because this is, I know there's a lot of international people that yeah. listen to this. They portray it the way they want people to think, which then leads into their narrative so they can either donate to a certain charity, which is going somewhere else and all these things. They want you to believe it a certain way. They want you to feel the loss and yeah. they want people in victimhood. They want all that. There are people who have been massively affected, like oh, hundreds of thousands of people. It's devastating. It, it is. But media and stuff like that, the whole of Australia, I saw a map the other day, a friend of mine who exposes a lot of the stuff that he believes too. It showed a map of all the fires in Australia. There was a fire up here and there's no fires up anywhere here. And this was something that was shared on the news. And then it's like there's fires in these places where I've been. I'm like, that's desert. Why are they putting this stuff on the news? There's an element of that to it, which is, that's frustrating. Yeah. Where, yeah, there's big parts of Australia on fire, but there's also parts that are not even I, conscious not, of it. Parts that are not burning, <laughs> but they're saying they are burning. Right, well, okay. The map I seen was a media thing, and I'm like, right, well, okay. All, all I can see to people listening out there is, yes, there's been loss of life. It's tragic, uh, but I really awful. want people yeah, to come back to their a higher perspective on things like this. There's, there's fires happening around the world. There's fires happening in many different countries for many different reasons. Some of them are being lit to be found out by activists and all this. There's all these different elements that I really encourage people to tune into their, what they believe, mm. not get something from just because they've read the newspaper or seen the news. Sometimes you've got people who are connected in a place like this here. Even I'm a bit disconnected up here in the north of Australia. Queensland's had fires, but it's a big place. Like yeah. it's 20, 20 hours drive from here to the capital city of Queensland. Oh, 20 really? hours. Wow. So I could do a couple of laps of the UK in that time. But... <laughs> I could fly to Australia in that time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. In, in context for people over there, like I say, it's tragic, a lot of loss, um, but also it's... I shared this the other day and a couple of people sent me private messages. I'm like, what happens to a lot of trees, most trees and vegetation when it gets burnt? What happens afterwards? Mm. It regrows. It grows back stronger, more hardy, more resilient. And I'm like, what if we actually looked at something like this and took a perspective that Mother Earth's got this, no matter what human influence is happening, take a high perspective that people are coming from compassion and into their heart and doing things that they never would have done acting how they never would have acted to help others. Superhuman stories that come out of it. What if we just started focusing on that and we go back to the heart and people opening the heart and what's happening with humanity? Now I'm, I'm encouraging people to look at that. Yes, dig into and what's your truth. And if you're one of them people out there trying to expose certain things, I really encourage that. I do. Being mindful that people are waking up to control and all these sorts of things. But at the end of the day, it's coming back to your heart. It's coming back to what's going to serve people. What's going to actually help people right now? 
I say, I, I feel that the coming couple of years, age of transparency, age of Aquarius, truth is being shown now. Transparency. Stuff's going to come up for people out there that feel there's something off with, say, an example, big fires. It seemed like they're, like, fire, fire people over here. I've got friends in it and all that. And they say on the news, this is acting like a fire's never acted. Like, people who have got 40 years experience in, there's bushfires in Australia. It's a natural occurrence in a lot of places. It's, it's, it's just such a topic that I've definitely got a bit of passion in it because I, I do my best to have some sort of high perspective. But I also, like I say, I witness spraying of the sky here, like at a certain time, like it's just crossways. It's not normal aeroplanes. They're way up in the, and there's stuff spreading out. And even up here in Cairns, we're in the garden city of Australia. It's green. It's wet. We get, last year, I think we had two metres of rain. That's a lot of rain. It's green, but even yeah. up here's been drying out a lot. So all these little things that go, there's something else at play, and yeah. it sucks that the the bad in humans or whatever the control is something that actually is giving opportunity. There's a, an element where it's giving opportunity for people to wake up, but to come back to their heart and compassion. And a lot of people, like I say, they're never going to get it. And I, I just send all my my heart and. To, to everyone involved in any tragedy around the world. like Without a doubt, that's, that's something I definitely want to get, get clear that, that, uh, that, that what people have gone through over there. And I mean, it is devastating. And um, it's, it's just good to know that it's not all of Australia as well, like the media are no. portraying. And, uh, and for the places that are burning, we send you lots of love, healing, and um, yeah. we hope you can, I hope everything comes back to why you think resilience in humans it brings that human spirit out like I say people coming together and it's unfortunate that tragedy does that and it's like people like who've got pain loss it it makes you act on something or act a bit different dude it's unfortunate that it's coming about this way but we actually get to choose now what lessons we take from this we get to choose as the human race how we lead through this or how we like express through this or if we are going to expose whatever's been going on or it's it's actually up to us and i i'll I'll drop a perspective in here and i don't know who i heard this from whether it was something you know i was talking to or some some shamanic work i was doing and when it comes to spirit animals or animals or the evolution of animals i don't know where but i was thinking when they said like half a billion animals have died and i go back to mother earth purges you look where something happens Mother Earth will form a new bacteria to eat rubbish or to clear pollution. A fire will happen where something bad, some bad energy has been, or a flood will wipe out a certain part. Near the story of Atlantis for all the people who are into that out there. Certain things that I believe Mother Earth and the powers that be, be it God, be it universe, whatever. Things happen to cleanse. Things happen. Animals might be evolving into higher dimensions. You don't know. I, I believe that. Like, what are our spirit animals? The spirit of what? Like, I'm very visual with all them sorts of things. I connect with um, the hummingbird is mine, even though snakes are snakes. <laughs> snakes <laughs> are very prevalent. You are a snake man after all. <laughs> <laughs> but what if these animals, that was actually their purpose and their role? What if? Like, I just, I, I, I really drop that perspective in there for people to look at things from such a, a bigger picture instead of just us little humans at the center of the universe and where all the matters let's go above that let's take it let's above go to the macro 
Exactly. Back right through, right? That's it. And that perspective, like <clears throat> people don't like some of these things. They don't like hearing of it. It's got to be, it's got to be expressed. It's yeah. Because if we get stuck in this, this is what it is. Oh my God, we've lost, lost, lost. We're at the universal law of cause and effect. We're at the effect victims. Victimhood is bred and it's humanity. Even if we're not playing the victim, if that's what the vibration of humanity is vibrating at, it's going to have an effect and a limiting effect on a lot of people. It's going to bring in our own victimhood too and give us an opportunity to work on it. So oh, so many elements to the fires and to, to things that are going on in the world right now, man, that um, it's, there's lots of opinion out there. My opinion for anyone listening, it totally is, but I, I, I intentionally share it just to, to have people just to, to maybe broaden their perspective on certain things. Yeah, of course. How we grow and evolve. Absolutely. It's all about, about raising our consciousness, raising our, our vibration. Um, yep. Like it is devastating what's happened, but now obviously we have to focus on ourselves as well. Of How can we now become better? How can we, now evolve how can we raise our consciousness and help the planet and that's that's what i've done i've just set up a little thing you might have seen it's called cosmic warriors so yeah we're, we're coming together and we want to get all of the people who are on the same path who are feeling the same who have been emotionally affected by this or whatever uh to come yeah. together and we we just gonna how can we raise our consciousness how can we help raise the vibration of the planet how can we go out there and do good as together as a unit as a collective and all get on the same same path because if we can all get on the same path if we all have the same intention that intention is going to multiply and we're going yeah. to start. We're going to start doing more good. We're going to start giving more love. We're going to start start really doing better things in this world. And if it wasn't for the ayahuasca that really woke me up, that, that catapulted me, that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's, really brought something out for me that even though I've had it before, I've always been a caring person, and but it just really give, showed me everything that that what we need to do on this planet is, is mega, you know, it's, yeah. and we can't do it on our own. So the more we can come together yeah. and even just sitting here today, interviewing you with your energy and your, your power, you know, you're in Australia, I'm here in London. This is a collective. We're getting on the same tune. It's the ripple effect. And yeah. we, can, we yeah. can really go out and we can help our friends. And if one person just listens to this and goes, do you know what? I really resonated with that. I want to start doing better for myself. I want to start doing good. I want to start helping people. How can I get involved with that? And they start going on their own journey. All of a sudden, the consciousness is coming up. Yep. And the higher powers will be, you know, as you spoke about it earlier, 2012 was a monumental time for, for the vibration. Yep. 2027's meant to be the next one. So well, well, we, well, we got to put it out there. We're going to have a, a, a bet on. Is it a solar flash? What's happening then? Is it like lady and spaceships are going to come down? What? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, just what I've been reading and what I've been hearing. That's yeah, I agree. I feel it. Is the next? We can see everyone's coming into stop people to stop eating meat now. You know, obviously, if you do eat meat, that's your choice. Uh, but a lot of people changing their diets, are changing their thinking. People are taking up yoga. They're taking. They're really starting to look after themselves and doing a lot more inner work where 
we're raising our vibration and raising the consciousness. That's, so that's what it does. If if yeah. you want to break all of the stuff down, we've been talking about it simply. We're we're shifting the densities, the heaviness. We're getting lighter, which is raising our frequency, our vibrational frequency. For us to evolve as humans, that's what we need to do as a collective. That's that's the <coughs> basic way I break it all down. Yeah. So when you heal out there, if you're listening, thank you. Because you're yes. helping me heal, you're helping other people heal. That's how powerful we are. Yeah, absolutely. I read something the other day. It was like war is people who have got negative things going on in their mind. If we can come to peace, we can change change the world. And it's like, it's so simple. <laughs> It is, isn't it? It's like 2020, my intention for this year, my intention last year was to build strength and resilience. And I'll tell you what, I had the challenges to give me opportunity to do that. This year's simplicity. That's my intention. Make things simple for people. Love that. Make things simple for myself. And even that's simple. (laughs) It's too complicated out there. I just had an idea too. For everyone listening out there, I just had a really good idea. Since we've been talking about the heart and everything, um, what I'm going to do instead of channeling a light language, activation healing, I actually just recorded one yesterday with three heart activations, physical with breath, and it's got a channel process at the end. I will actually share that with you and the listeners of this can click the link and get access to that. How's that? You'll do that for free? Oh, he's gone. Yeah, so just going further into that, it's just a 40-minute. Um, it's pretty casual. It's something I shared with my clients because we are working on the heart this week, so super relevant, the timing. Mm. But here's three quick processes where we're working with physically activating the heart space, let's say, um, with some intentional breath, um, three different ones. You can practice them. They're powerful like to be able to use if you're thinking, overthinking a lot and you're not present, not connected, anything that we've shared, you're coming back to your heart, they're going to help you do it. I give some quick tips and everything in there. Um, I think it would be really, really cool to, to, to add this on. Um, instead of just channeling through like some, some magic, get into the heart physically first. It makes it even more powerful than be able to receive the coding that comes through. I think that would be really, really cool for the guys out there. Lovely. Very grateful for you um, giving us to to our listeners um should we have it up just for a certain amount of time so people have to get it or do you want to just leave it for anyone who's got the podcast i'll feel into it okay let me know no i think people will get onto it i think it's a a a really good gift um i'm all about giving thank you Um, thank you very much well here's here's the thing with it out there people practice it Go back to the strategy I shared. If you've got stuff that's not going on, if you're stuck in your head, have an awareness that that's not serving you. <laughs> then you've got an understanding of all the things that aren't working. To disassociate that, do my heart activations. <laughs> the channel thing over and over and over and over. And you watch how present you become. And then you'll probably get addicted to doing the, the, um, the work anyway. I have, so. Oh, I have as well. <laughs> every, <Yeah>. day, <laughs> every day I can't wait to just start doing my inner work and just working yeah. on myself. I love it. Absolutely love it. So tell us a little bit more bit about what you're doing with the Intune tribe, the um, intuitive yep. breakthroughs. How can people connect with you and what, what, do, you, what do you offer? Um, yeah, cool. Well, Intune tribe is our, just our Facebook tribe at the moment um, where it's a very 
intimate, unique group. It's not a huge group where there's thousands of people where you can get lost. It's a unique group. People can come and go, but also we don't want, we have certain boundaries in there too. Now it's a free tribe. You can, you can connect with us there. I'll, um, Joby, you'll have the link. Um, that's literally where we just share a little bit more than just our normal social media stuff. Um, I think it's really, really important for that, for people who want just to know a little bit more or they want a bit more of an insight. It's also where we offer some of our programs and courses a little bit cheaper when they come up. Um, but it's, like I say, that intimate place where I think when people are waking up, I think we actually need that early on in our journey. Um, we have a bit of fun in there sometimes. As you would see, Joby, there's some stuff that goes in. There's a bit random and we share a bit of things, but it's also a place where we want people to feel comfortable where they can speak up and express without having to pay for it, without having to go, oh, I've got to be a client and things like that. Um, I think that's what it is. And like I say, it's, it's, we, we do our best to give just that little bit more in there. Um, so the link's there if you want to jump in and join. Ask us any questions. There's a couple of questions when you join the tribe. Like I say, you can come and go. There's no attachment for us. We'd love everyone to stay in there and get a lot out of it. But, hey, we're all on a journey. Um, as far as our courses and programs go, um, at the moment, we've got two main ones going. I've, I've touched on it. Our, our tagline, you might be, is on your calling. Well, it's on your calling and change the world. We believe if you're on your soul calling, your, your soul contract and what's on it, your soul calling, once you honor that and act on that, be it your purpose and what you're here to do, you will change the world. We believe that. And our on your calling um, mastermind, um, that there is like, 12 months but you can come in at certain levels and certain pricing but that literally is we've talked about coding i um i share something that's very very precious to me something that was channeled and come through with a combination of work it's like coding your crystal like we are crystalline we've shifted our blood into crystalline blood it never used to be that way so now we can code that there's certain things i i teach and guide on that we do many activations in there it's something where we've gone away from you have to do hours and hours of journaling and hours and hours of work. We want people to receive in there. Um, that's one program we've got going in the moment. Like I say, it's 12 months, but it is evergreen. So it continues and the work evolves in there. There is a retreat that can be attended through that, which will be happening in Australia later in the year. Um, more to come about that. We also help people starting out in business online too. Um, it's not a huge part of what we do, but it is really, really important when people are like, all right, my purpose here, here is as a coach or a healer, I've got some skills, but oh my God, how do I show up writing content or doing a video or how do I, like we learn, we teach a lot about the laws of influence. We go a lot into to that um, and we go into some strategy and some structure and some things to help go into a lot of money mindset and money energy work in that. And that's our activated business mastermind. So there's a number of avenues that we've got with that. And um, a couple of things that we've got, something that's not paid and I can share it with you. I shared it with you the other day. I've got something really exciting called the lion's den. Um, uh, yeah, let's talk about this. This, this, absolutely. this is, this has got me so freaking excited. There's mm -hmm. been times on my journeys where I've, on my journey where I've felt like, something's missing or oh, I'm out of alignment or something's not there. And over the last 12 months, I've had some, some challenges like having a baby for all you parents out there has brought up some stuff for me. It's brought up a lot of dad stuff, a lot of family stuff, a lot of work stuff and money stuff and all these things over the last 12 months. And on that way, it's really helped me dig into like, how can I impact more people? Like how can I serve more people? And the lion's den is 
part of that to bring that out is a YouTube channel. It's probably going to be on other platforms, but let's say it's a YouTube channel now and it's going to have um, consistent guests similar like this where we get on and have a chat, but the people who come on are going to be coded with say a lion or a lioness. They're going to be, their journey is going to be courageous. They're going to embody courage. They're going to be a leader. They're going to be lead from the heart. They're going to be powerful in expression in their voice. Um, that's that's the sort of person that I'm going to have interviewed. Now, I have some amazing people in my network, as you know, um, who are ready and willing to come on and yeah. share. Some of, your, some of your mentors and some of your people around you are very, very powerful people. So I look forward to watching this for sure. And, and with it from there, like I say, there's going to be other things that come out. And I really wanted to impact people with something that's not just our paid courses and programs, something that's not just Instagram and Facebook. Something that's, like I say, the visual. I'm very visual and people would see this. I'm like, I, I watch people, people who inspire me are showing up and say a YouTube or um, other platforms like that as that grows and evolves. So that's going to be the start of it. But there is other things to come from that. The work I've been doing myself, something I was shown um, on a medicine journey um, was my higher self and other journeys too is actually um, Lyrian an aspect of his lyrian has got a lion's head on this big, tall, armored lion, like human or a lion. And when I tap into that energy, Love it. holy shit, dude. So that's, <laughs> that's actually at the behind the surface stuff of like, it's a channel or it's going to be a podcast and all that. That's what's behind it. And I'm actually going to be rolling out some of the work, a lot of the work I do and how it serves me. Like you mentioned laughter earlier, but, working with that solar plexus energy like when i tap into that work i'm a lion holy shit dude you want to feel empowered within yourself so that's that's at the core of that and that's rolling out say in about a month or so time um timing of that's important because i mentioned this earlier something we really haven't announced to the world we're up and hitting the road again we're going to be running events and workshops and seminars all up and down the east coast of australia so that's happening within a month too. So all these things are lining up. <laughs> a lot going on. Yeah, but anyone out there, like I say, it's it's unattached to anything. I just want to see people like be better, be better for themselves and whatever that comes about, the people around them. If they if they have a vision to to just have an amazing family life and just go about things comfortably, but feeling really, really whole and fulfilled in that. Or if you're here to impact thousands or millions of people, like get in touch, like, it all starts somewhere or we can always use a, a bit of guidance or leadership or healing. I really believe that at any stage in our life. So definitely get in touch and yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think we're going to have um, an exciting couple of years ahead as well. We get a collective together and we do a, we'll come and do a retreat as well. I would love to do something with you. Let's go to Peru totally, as man. well. Peru. I already told T. T's been, uh, <laughs> she's been called to Peru this year. So I'm, it's off limit. It's off limits for me because I tell you what, I'm still integrating some shit, dude. Like, <laughs> there's, still some, there's still some moving parts that are still crunching and still some things that are shifting. And I'm like, you know what? I'll go retreat it. <laughs> go for it. And I'm happy to give anyone. That's the other thing, too. When we get, we're going to need to do an interview with you two together as well. That would be good. Hey. It's going to be a rarity. That was our first live feed we recorded today. We recorded a live feed. Yeah. First one in months. We used to do them all the time. How can people but watch that? Um, just head over to... It actually was on just mine. 
I just yeah, I can send you the link for that. Yeah, yeah just on my I, page. I, I'll add that in, so it might be good for something to, for people. Yeah, to cool. Do. Just to get a feel of how cruisy and casual we are talking about serious shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love watching your lives. It's brilliant. So chilled. But, so open. Uh, the other thing, too, anyone's listening, we talk about ayahuasca a little bit, and like I think we're going to have to dive into more of this stuff over the, the coming months and yeah, everything. Definitely. But if you're looking for something that takes you away to Peru and everything, definitely get in touch. It's nothing to do with my business. I just have some amazing friends and amazing um, leaders in a space there that are working with the shamans that give what I believe is the, an A, triple A plus guidance. If it's something you want to go into the immersion in Peru, nine and a half days over there. It's not just ceremonies and medicine. It's not just Got to cleanse that. your body and everything. First, purging, yeah. cleansing, activating. It's release work. There's there's NLP. There's recoding of your geometries. There's so much that goes in there. There's sound. There's there's so much more than um, maybe just going and have a ayahuasca ceremonies. Like yeah. anyone out there, definitely get in touch about that. Like I say, there's nothing that comes to me from that. It's actually nothing to do with my business or anything like that. But I. I so would love people to experience what I've experienced because yeah, it is amazing. Yeah, really is. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be in touch for that for sure. We're um, our little tribes planning a, a little trip soon as well. So cool. we'll, we'll do that. But Steve, thank you for your time. We've, we've literally been on about for an hour and 40 minutes, something like that. So uh, well, I, we made I, it, we made it through all the little technical things yeah, that keep popping up, the little gremlins. <laughs> Just little speed bumps. Nothing to worry about, but guys, I hope you got value from this. Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure. My friend, my mentor, can't wait to actually come over to Australia and meet you sometime as well and um, sit down and really do some work with you as well. I know that will awesome. def- definitely happen soon. Um, but, yeah, totally, man. But guys, thank you. This is the Over It Podcast, our series two, episode one. I hope you enjoyed it and we will see you very soon. Bye-bye. Cheers, brother. One sec.